What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. What is good, y'all? It's your boy Jesse, aka Jesse Potter. We is in the mall with it, so you're gonna hear a lot of background noise. But I'm here with a special friend of mine. She is my sister, a good friend. She knew me back in the day. It is my sister Rebecca Lewis Thelmy. <laughs> it's Lewis Thelmy, get it right. Thank Lewis, you. Lewis Thelmy. You know how you know how I do. I'm hey weak. y'all. I'm happy to be on here and have a sit-down conversation with my bro Jess. But yeah. We were just no, we were just talking about um, we were just hanging out and I just decided to spontaneously do a podcast because I felt it was kind of dope. So you know I hope this turns out pretty well. This is kind of just a freestyle, but I guess we could talk about what we were earlier with the whole what was it? what were the, what were the topics platonic relationships? Yeah. And then what was the other one? Um, being real and quiet. Yes. Okay. So essentially. Um, I guess we could do the platonic relationships first. But, but, but. So I guess like the big question with people is like, can guys and girls be friends? Can they hang out? You know what I'm saying? And I honestly feel like it just depends on the situation. What do you mean by that? Like, so I think it depends on whether if you're, like if you're attracted to the person or not, or it also depends like if you have self-control even with your attraction. Mm-hmm. Like if you know how to sustain the boundaries that you have set mm-hmm. with the friendship of someone of the opposite sex but then also like if you struggle with that and like you lack self-control in a specific area then I feel like you shouldn't be friends with or you shouldn't be like close friends with people you know what I mean but like I guess it just depends on the situation I feel like it's just I don't know I guess sometimes it's not like a black and white because I know some people will say yeah oh nah men yep. and women can't be friends because something bad is going to happen right but then also people will say, well, yeah, it can happen all the time, but I don't think either one is correct. I feel like it depends on the situation. Like, based on the circumstance, it's okay for you to be friends with someone. Based on other circumstances, it's probably not the best decision, at least of the opposite sex. That makes sense. Sense. So how would you approach it if, let's say you have a friend of the opposite sex that you're actually, like, physically attracted to, but, like, they just look good, but doesn't mean that you want to be with them or want to pursue them. Like, how would you uh-huh. set boundaries or go about like your friendship that way i feel like it i feel like that pertains to just being wise Mm -hmm. and like you know knowing the obvious so if you know that you like this person you probably shouldn't be in an environment where it'll tempt you to do something right unwise right you know i mean my leader i'm our leader prophet jordan he always just says late nights is probably not the best thing to do facts Um, that makes sense you know, deep, intimate conversations, always connecting, showing your heart to the person probably isn't the best thing to do. Like if if you're not mature enough to handle it, um, because it could even if even if you don't act on it, it could stir something in your soul. And so then like you got people because, you know, you've seen we've seen like situations where people have literally just been so flirtatious <laughs> and like they've just been chilling and then all of a sudden like they like the person that's true and this person that they like didn't even have like a legit connection or relationship with them and then they get mad because they're dating someone else no that makes sense i think it's also like i feel like it's easier to let's say you may be attracted to the person or like them but if they don't like you back 
I think it's still possible for you to be friends to a, to some degree. Yeah. Because if you know you're going to get dubbed, if you try anything, then, yeah. like, you're not going to try anything, period. Yeah, I agree 100%. But, you know, I don't know. Like, it, I think it's also just a different, it's di it's different times. Because, you know, so my thing is with my mom, she'd be teasing me sometimes. Because previously in my walk with Christ, like, there was a time where like majority of my friends were women mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I was in it wasn't like I was intentionally doing that because when the Lord introduced me to other men who loved him like I was very willing cool to create a, yeah you know yeah. to create a friendship it was just a season where I just had a lot of women friends I guess and so my mom would just tease me a joke and like would make it seem as if these women would like me when it really wasn't like right. that like there was nothing impure or sexual right. going on it was just a basic like platonic friendship where we enjoyed each other so I feel like even then, the generations before us, it was different. I think like, that's definitely true. Like back then, it was just like, nah, you don't do that. Facts. Like, cause even then, like today, like me and Becky, we hung out low key like all, all day. day. And Literally. like, yeah, but like back then, it's like, at least when my mom was our age, it was like you men and a man and a woman doesn't they don't they don't go out to hang out or chill unless right. Someone the man else is, is there. trying to yeah unless the man is trying to like you know do something yeah. or you know but i think it also you have to know yourself and you have to listen to holy spirit so like there are some women and there there might be some men and women that have that relationship where it was like it's not like that between mm -hmm. the two of them you know what i mean like me and my friends me and my guy friends we all have you know certain women that we may talk to more than other women mm -hmm. so it's not to say we don't have boundaries or anything like that because even with the women even with you like right. i have boundaries in the way that i communicate with you but I guess because we have a certain like relationship, like a brother-sister mm -hmm. relationship where like nothing has happened. We're not stupid, you know right. what I'm saying? Like right. don't be don't don't get confused, y'all. Like me and Becky do not cuddle in bed together. No. We don't and do like, oh, we none of that. Nah. We don't do none of that foolishness. Right. But like it's more so we're just more open and willing to, you know, hang out and fellowship with one another. Um, more than I guess we would with the average person right. who is of the opposite sex. Right. So you really just have to know for yourself. I feel like the boundaries were always like mutual, like I think it's just, we just always had mutual boundaries and yeah. just knew what not to do. And I think that's why our relationship was able to thrive. Like, you're literally the closest thing I have to a biological brother. I don't have no natural brother, yeah. but Jesse's literally the closest thing I have to a biological brother. But you said something earlier that I, I want to, I don't know, I want to play around with. You said how, um, you spoke about at one point you had more like women friends than male friends. Do you think it's... I don't want to say good or bad, but what are your thoughts on a male having more female friends than male or a woman like me having more guy friends than uh, male? Do you think that's okay, um, biblical? Like, what's, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm not even going to say it's biblical or unbiblical because I'm not going to sit here and act like there's something in the word of God verbatim right. and it's not. Right. However, I do believe that godly wisdom can be applied to these situations. You mm -hmm. feel me? So like there are times where men and women you know have they have more friends of the opposite sex and it's to fill a void mm. you know what i'm saying like it's to fill a void that they might not you know a lot of men may have mommy issues a lot right. of women may have daddy issues so it, it it makes them turn to people of the opposite sex to fulfill the issues that weren't dealt with when they were a child or it could be other things you know what i mean like a long just a simple longing for attention That's of the opposite sex so I, I feel like I feel like if if you're a woman and you can't have women friends, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. If you're a man and you can't have men friends, I feel like there's something wrong. I feel like there's a 
deeper issue that's going on within your heart that the Lord just needs to confront because right. and it's not to say you shouldn't have um, women friends but like also in the level of closeness and accountability that you share like it's probably not always best to always and only confide in a woman like you would like it's I personally don't think it's always best to talk about your sexual struggles right. with someone of the opposite sex regardless of how close you are mm -hmm. with them you know that's why god gave you sisters that's why god right. gave me brothers you know right. what i mean so if that were to happen we could confide in them in that situation but i feel like you just need to be really wise and discerning so i think that it can it can sometimes deal with something that is in your heart which causes you to you know run to more people who are of the opposite sex for me, when I think about like mommy and daddy issues and those people running to people of the opposite sex, I usually think of that in like a romantic, a romantic sense. I never really thought about mommy and daddy issues and like someone would run to the opposite sex for like a platonic relationship. So that's yeah. interesting you said that. Yeah, that's interesting you said that for real. Because it could go both ways. Like you know, I didn't have I didn't have women affirmation as and I'm no my mother affirmed me. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But it's I'm just, just I'm just scenario. using yeah, yeah. scenario and example. But like say I'm a young man, you know, I never had women affirmation. So like, like, you know, you have these sister figures, you know, who, who some of them may like it, like, like you, some of them may not. Cause also let's just be honest. There have been times where there've been plenty of men and women who have called them like, Oh, that's like my brother. That's like yeah. my sister. And, and they ended up, like they that. ended up smashing. I think it's cause of how society, cause like, I think this is what I think. Like society, when they use the word best friend, I don't really like to use that word to describe like, my close relationship with my male friends like yeah. I can say yes like Jesse is one of my best friends but I'm not gonna be like oh Jesse's my bestie Jesse's my best friend especially because of how like society likes to trip that word and I just feel like there's always a trend where your opposite sex bestie like y'all end up doing something but when yeah. I call somebody my brother I like actually really mean like you are my sibling I could never look at you in a different light other yeah. than my sibling like yeah I think it, like that's and that's the thing in that moment it has to deal with people and like what they if they really mean what they say because mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of men and a lot of women will call each other brother and sister just to excuse the fact that they're doing something that they're not supposed to be doing hanging out in ways that they shouldn't be hanging right. out you know what i mean because right. like i said there's been plenty of situations where i've literally seen somebody's like oh that's like my brother or that's like right. my sister and they ended up you know having sex or right. like making out or whatever yep. so i'm just like mm, is it really like that between y'all or is y'all capping you know right. y'all just saying something right so i think i think it's just interesting um so I think, like I said, you have to be wise. You just have to be wise and you have to you have to know who you are. You have to know who the person is to really see if this is establishing like a brother and sister type relationship. Right. How do you go about, um, so let's say you met someone and y'all were getting cool, but then you realize, obviously a person of opposite sex, but you realize they like had ulterior motives and wanted, wanted to hide it as a platonic or sibling relationship how would you approach or go about it yeah i feel like if you can if you know that i think there should be you know some level of respectful confrontation mm -hmm. in saying like okay this is what i'm feeling because even though you may say oh this person is feeling me i think it's always best to just confront the person mm -hmm. about their feelings and their emotions what if you're wrong yeah so if you're what do you mean like, let's say you thought someone was feeling you, you're like, yo, Becky, I think you're feeling me, and I think we need to reevaluate our friendship. And I was like, no, Jesse, that's not what I was thinking at all. Like, mm -hmm. 
then I feel like now that might be awkward. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it just depends on the two people. Because right. some people are able to move on from that and awkward moment stuff. and just bounce back and just be like, oh, okay, well, I thought you liked me. I thought you had an attraction towards me. It is what it is. It was a mistake, misconception. All right, mm -hmm. bet. We're cool. Keep it moving. Others, that they're just like, nah, this is it awkward. Like, we can't a, be as cool. Yeah. We can't be as cool as we yeah. were. It just depends on the person. So I think it's no right or wrong answer to that question. It just depends. You got to know for yourself with awkward moments and awkward situations like that. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, so I have another question. These questions will keep dropping I'm in weak. my mind. Um, all right, so, you know, you have your solid set of friends of the opposite sex. Um, so how does your relationship or boundaries with them change if you are, like, actually, like, dating someone? So let's say you're dating someone and, you know, how do you, like, now navigate your friendship with your female friends of the opposite sex? I feel like if you're, as, well, at least from the position of if you're a man, I feel like your female friends, if they're really your friends, if they're really like your sisters, even though they're not your biological sisters, mm -hmm. but if they really love you and understand you the way that you say that they do, they should already be adjusting. You know what I mean? Like I agree with that one thousand. Like they should be, they should be naturally adjusting because they realize you're giving your attention to somebody who is a woman that you're trying to marry. Right. And, you know, be your wife. Who would eventually be your number exactly. one? Exactly. So obviously the the conversations that the the intimacy the like hanging out like we do right. like when we're both married it's not gonna, gonna be, be like yeah. it's not gonna be like that and it's not Absolutely. to say we don't love each other or that we're not brother and sister or anything but obviously like that's just the level of boundary right. that is necessary you know i agree so what would you do if you were dating someone who like wanted you to cut off your um friends of the opposite gender or wasn't okay with you like communicating with them even if they were like properly adjusting their boundaries and such could you just not be with them i feel like that i feel like that does speak to that person's insecurity I like agree. the person because it's not to say like i would get it if you had an issue if this person was in my face all the time mm -hmm. but if i've established like clear boundaries and you see it and you notice it and you but still you just, choose to but be you with just me don't, yeah, yeah but you just don't like the person that might just be because you don't like the person because even if that even if that person were to try some foolishness it wouldn't matter because i honor the boundaries right, that i set in stone right. so it's more so like there's a personal issue or a personal vendetta vendetta that you have towards the opposite like my friend that is of the opposite right. sex you know what i mean also you just have to know when you're making when you're making statements about the way people feel you have to really discern and figure out okay is this the holy spirit talking to you That's or is this true. your soul like is this person actually desiring to take your significant other or do you want them to so you can expose right. them and make them look like they're right. something you know what i mean so that's just think those are things that you really have to test because in the body of christ we really say we see something or we sense something when we really don't right when you Ooh. really don't feel nothing you know what i mean it's like oh the holy spirit is speaking to me no, no he's not you, you just yourself. have your feelings about yep. this person you know what i'm saying yep. and it's okay to say that but just admit it. Don't mystify it and make it seem like you're sensing something. Right. From my perspective, like, as your sister, like, if you were, like, if you were dating someone, like, as your sister, I would want, that's my sister, too. Like, I would yeah. want to get close with them yeah. and, like, you know, be cool with them. So I think that plays a factor. Like, if I'm also cool with whoever you're with, then I think, like, you know, yeah. they can see how, they can see the depth of the relationship. And I get to form a relationship and bond with them as well. Yeah. So I think your significant other should be able to be friends with your friends and like no yeah because i agree because if it if it were the same way you know i obviously if i you know whenever i meet my wife i would 
expect that there would be boundaries between her and male friends. Right. But I don't think it's fair to just say, because I'm in your life now, you can't talk to cut off person. all your male friends right. that, you know, because you don't know, you don't know, like these people were here before you. Exactly. I think there's a level of they humility. They vetted you. Exactly. Right. Like I feel like there's, a level, there's a level of humility you have to have when you approach those type That's of things. True. Because yes, this is, yes, there are a certain level of boundaries that are required, but you also have to remember that these people that you may be telling her or him to cut off could be people that God used to build this person bring up you guys into who they are today, to which is why you, exactly. which is why you fell in love with them in the first exactly. place. Like when you weren't there, who was who were they? Whose shoulder were they crying on? Who right. was praying them through? Who was interceding for them? Who was pushing and plowing for their godly purpose? You know what right. I'm saying? So I feel like it also comes to humility and willingness to just not be controlling because I feel like that's a level of control. Yeah. Like that's controlling. Like saying you you got to do this. This is what I want. This is, and it's like no, you still yes, you're in a relationship, but you still have freedom. And technically, you're not really, you're not really, um, you're single until you're married. Mm, that's a debate. Okay, why do you say that? Because there's no specific covenant unless you've had sex. But right. Like you shouldn't be having sex until you're married. Mm. So you know, it's not to say that you don't. It's not to say that you sit here and you talk to multiple women. I think people may take that out of context. No. Like oh. Since I'm not married, I could yeah. take other girls out on dates. But also, make even you feel like you're my only one. Yeah, like, nah. and that's not cool because even even as a single man, I don't do that. I don't just talk to women randomly, even though I have that freedom to do that. Right. But all things are law. I mean, all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Like Ooh, Paul said. Come on, Jess. No, that wasn't. No, that, I know. I'm just yeah, saying that. I'm just, you said I'm just that. Like, the scripture. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have the right as a single man to say, okay, these all of these women are interesting and I can talk to them, but that's not how a Christ-like man should mm. maneuver himself. So I think in those moments, you have to understand that, yes, you are you are still single because you're not married, but at the same time, you still should be if you're if you're pursuing this woman you need to be manifesting behavior that shows that right. you this woman is important enough for you to be in covenant with her for the okay. rest of your life and so by doing that is remaining faithful right and right. showing that you're not willing to just give any girl the day of time because right. of how special this person yeah, is yeah. to you you know what i'm saying so in a sense there is a level of faithfulness but also don't be sitting here calling each other husband and wife because you're not mm. Cause that's that's not what it is, you know what I mean. So there's a balance, and obviously, with all things you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and that's give you good. wisdom and balance in those in those that's areas. Good. Okay, Jess, look at you growing. I think it's funny when me and Jess have like these kind of conversations because, like he said, I knew him when he was in the world and just seeing the trajectory of his. I'm proud of you, bro. I'm Listen, really proud of you. I'm proud of you too. She, like yeah. we both came a long way. God is really you know, did a work, a powerful work in both of us. Um, well, let's talk about how we met or like how our friendship got to where it was. Because oh when, when we first met, I did not like, I did not expect like where uh, we are now. Like I did not see that coming at all. I think I always knew, because we lived, we grew up in Rockland County. So like yeah. everybody kind of seen or know of each other, even if you're not like directly in communication yeah. or like directly connected to that person. So I always knew uh, Jesse. My first impression of Jesse, he was just the guy that took pictures. I don't know if y'all know, but Jesse, you still have the photography page. I yeah, do. Jesse takes pictures and like, that's what he was like known for, for people who don't know him. I didn't know anything about you being a PK or, I didn't know, the first thing I knew about you was that 
you the boy that takes pictures. Yeah. Um, so me and Jesse had a mutual friend. I'm not gonna name her name just because it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, I grew up with her. Me and her went into to the same church, and she was celebrating her birthday, and um, she had a party bus and some friends, and we went to a restaurant in the city to like eat and you know enjoy ourselves. And Jesse happened to be on the bus on the party bus too. And at first, I didn't. I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, but I didn't know that Jesse and my friend were like close enough where she, he would be invited to her party because I think it was like what 15, 20 people. Yeah, it was a lot of people. It was a lot of people, but small enough where like I was surprised you made you could the cut. Notice. Yeah, yeah, like you could notice people <laughs> because it's like you weren't you weren't invited to this girl's party if you wasn't in it. You right. Know what I mean, like right. it wasn't no randoms. Right. Like, like you had some form of juice. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so that was my like first like encounter of Jesse like in a close like I guess environment yeah. like actually speaking or you know whatever yeah. um and then i don't think i've seen or like really heard of you or spoke to you much at all basically after that until um so <laughs> <laughs> my um the church i grew up in um that we were having our youth conference i think it was one of my first times like leading worship for the conference and it was you know it was a good night and everything and after service you know, I was talking fellowship with people in the church, and then th- that's when you came up and you're like, "Yo, like, I loved your voice. You sound amazing." Yeah. And when Jesse, when Jesse first approached me, I'm not gonna front y'all. I be mean, so <laughs> I can be mean or not in the mood to really socialize with people, especially people I don't know like that. Yeah. Which you know was little kind of wrong for me at the time, especially since I was in ministry, like leading ministry. I need to be more receptive. Uh huh. I need. I should have been more receptive to people, but. Um, when he was like, you know, was talking to me about like worship that went on that night, I literally like did not want to speak to you. Like in my head, I was rolling my eyes. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to him. And that was that for a while. And then I think after that, my church started having like youth groups, which is the youth meet on Fridays. Yeah. And um, some a youth in my church was also like a mutual friend of Jesse and invited him. And so Jesse started coming to my church like every week. Right? I think it was just about every yeah, week. Yeah, it was about like every week, every Friday. Right. And I guess that's how one thing led to another and our relationship just blossomed. Yeah, because like it's, you know, it's interesting how in life you have to be intentional with the people that, you know, mean a lot to you. You know what I'm saying? Because after we, and just to clarify, we grew up in Rockland County, which is in upstate New York. Um, so Becky went to school at University of Massachusetts and I went to school in North Carolina. I went to school at North Carolina A&T, so like, here we go, going from New York to Massachusetts and from New York to North Carolina. So Dummy even, far. Dummy Dumb far. far. But this is, even, even in these types of situations and these type of relationships, like, they're very rich because in it, it shows, um, it, it, it's like God is teaching you how to really prioritize, you know, precious things. Yeah. Like, it, as you grow up, you really have to, because, like, we met each other in high school. So, we went from high school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, we both drive in. We both got jobs, right. you know what I'm saying? And doing, living living in different states. About our and, like, being in intentional about, like, hanging out and checking on each other, you know what I mean? And so, I, w- I remember um, my spiritual father, Prophet Jordan, said um, he honors history with people. And, like, that's mm. real. Yeah, that's that's real. That's something that's very important. Like to really honor the history that you have yeah. with people. You know those who were um, those who are there before. Even um, actually, <laughs> actually, we were just talking about this earlier today with um, just ministry and things of that nature. And like, as you grow or blossom in ministry, mm-hmm. however God elevates you in ministry, or if 
God wants to put you on a platform and you receive notoriety from it, it's always necessary to know who was there before, before you were before in the cloud. Yeah, you before mean? before you were in the public eye. You know what I'm saying? And so Becky is one of those for me. Like she saw all of it. Like who I was before I met Jesus and who I was after. Yep. So it's it's a crazy transition, you know, but it, it's it's reminding me every time I meet her, meet with her or other people that are close in my life, it always just reminds me of the 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 rareness and the blessing of what it means to have real genuine people who just yeah. love you for you, you know? And so I, I would just encourage everyone on this podcast to truly honor your history with people. Um, we were there so, from the jump. Yeah, saw you at your ugliest. Yeah, saw you like for real. Really through all phases of life. For real. That's true. It's real. It's crazy when I think about like how things about Because when I first met Jesse, I really like did not anticipate or see this coming at all. And here we are in a mall with a mic and a laptop just talking about you know how god been intentional i really truly believe god's been intentional about me and jesse's um yeah relationship because had jesse and i not met had jesse and i not met like i would have never got connected to nova hub but you know what's funny i'm gonna be even transparent so this is how god will do something oh, okay you gonna no, say no, it i'm gonna say it i'm gonna just say it I'm <laughs> i didn't gonna, want i didn't want to say it i'm not gonna not name i'm not say. gonna name the person but okay. i'm gonna say it this is how God will use um, something intentional, you know, to... God will use what the devil meant for evil and turn it for good, for good. just as the Bible mm. says. But what a lot of people don't know is... So I met Becky through um, a young lady that I was talking to. And um, I was not doing the work of the Lord <laughs> with this young lady. Y'all know how my old podcast was. The Lord delivered me from... A lot of things and lust was one of them amen praise the lord Hallelujah. so literally i met becky because this girl that i um that i had an encounter with um went to becky's church and so what's interesting is me and that person don't even really talk no more At all. like it just happened it just happened like once i met her it's kind of it kind of just faded and um her and i don't even have a connection like that we didn't have a connection as soon as I met Becky and then after that like me and Becky became cool and then we just started keeping in contact. Yeah. And that's literally and that's literally like, that's literally how it happened. And so like it's just so interesting how even when I was going to church in the wrong with the wrong intentions like God used that situation, you know, right. for for my good. Right. And mine too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I truly believe that I'm meant to be at Nova Hub. You know, and like that's where God is gonna further develop me and put me around people that are gonna help affirm me and encourage me, and just give me the things that I'm not currently getting in the environment that I am in now. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful for my foundation. Like I'll never forget where I came from, but it's time to go. Yeah. And I just really, I would have never got connected to where I needed to be had it not been, you know, for Jesse being introduced in my life. So, you know, thanks for coming at the right time, Jess. <laughs> it's all on the Lord. So now talk about that. Like, I know you said Nova Hub. And just so y'all know, Nova Hub, N-O-V-A-H-U-B, <laughs> is a church in Woodbridge, Virginia, led under um, Prophet Jordan, who's my spiritual father. I love him dearly. Shout out to him. Great leader. Powerful, <laughs> powerful man of God. <laughs> I encourage you guys to check out the church. Um, it's growing. God is doing something very powerful in the ministry. But, um, yeah, like, what was your encounter with Nova Hub? Like, what was it like? Okay, so I'll just start from the beginning. Um, you know, like, Jesse, obviously, as he deepened his relationship with Christ and got connected to, I think, Darren, he was your link to yeah. Nova Hub. Um, he would 
he would like as our conversations happened, he would tell me about this church and this community he found. And you know, after a while, I was like, dang, I want I want to experience that kind of love, that growth, that environment. Like I want that for myself too. And he always encouraged me um, to like you know seek that out. So I think it was welcome weekend or fellowship weekend. It was a yeah. It was fellowship. It was a fellow yeah. So fellowship there was weekend. a fellowship weekend that happened. I believe um, October of 2020. Yeah. And um, Jesse was telling me about it. He's like, yo, if it's possible, you should come down. And he's like, oh, um, I can connect you with Darren to like give you more information and answer any questions that you possibly may have. You know, Darren does admin stuff for Nova Hub. So I think we were all on a FaceTime call. Yeah, we were. Yeah, so Jesse FaceTimed me and then added Darren to the call. So that's how, I, Darren was the first person um, that I met at Nova Hub. Yeah. Um, so we spoke a little about it and I was like, bet. Um, it was a remote semester because COVID and everything. So I booked my flight. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I grew up in a Haitian Baptist church. Uh, it was, you know, I love my church. Let me say that first. I love that church. I'm forever grateful. I grew up there. That's where I got introduced to the Lord. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some things like I didn't, I'm trying to say this the most honorable way, I guess agree with. Yeah. Um, you know, spirit of religion could be very help, uh, heavy in there uh -huh. as well as um, just the uh, Haitian culture on top of that too. Uh -huh. um, you know, the older and the younger generation, like there's some kind of division. Um, so I, I just wanted to seek out a change. And I was just ready to continue growing in my relationship with Christ. And I felt like he was calling me out of that place, but I wasn't sure where. So I come to Nova Hub. We were in like a cabin type thing. Yeah, it was like an Airbnb in the yeah. middle of the woods. So, yeah. Um, I was I was like astonished of how like family oriented it was there. Like it was my first time there. I was, well, I'm naturally sociable and I'm, I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. I'm a joy to be around, you know. <laughs> I, I can make people laugh. I can hold a conversation, you know. So I was just, you know, people were naturally gravitating towards me. Obviously, I'm new. People want to know who I am and, you know, a little bit about me. But I was also, like, inviting that conversation and also getting to know people as well. Um, and that's when I first heard of Fivefold. I had no idea what Fivefold was, not even a year ago, because yeah. it's not even October yet in 2021. So that's when I got introduced to um Fivefold offices and just the doctrine that um, Noble Hub believed in, and I was surprised to see Jordan, 26, yeah. at the time. Is he 27 now? Well, yeah, 26 27, at the time, yeah. um, being a senior leader, like that was just unheard of. I never seen that before. Um, it was just like literally sensory overload, like Holy Spirit talking to you. I know he talked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, wow. It was definitely. It was a lot to take in because it was my first time there. Like, it was literally an overload. Um, but I did want more, and I did seek to come back again. And I don't know if I should say this. Actually, I'll say it. I just won't mention um, the person's name because I don't want people hitting, they up, hitting them up. But um, I remember there was another event happening, I think, a week later, mm -hmm. a week or two weeks later. And someone had asked me if I'm coming, and I'm like, no, I won't be able. A lot of people were asking me if I was coming back, and I was like, I don't think I'll be able to come back that soon you know i'm a broke college student i'm paying i'm working a lot of jobs i got certain bills to pay so i said it was not going to be financially possible for me to book another flight especially in such short of a time it would have been hella expensive yeah paying for a place to stay so i was just uh, one person in particular asked me why i can't come and i just i was just honest i was like i don't got the bread to and they're like how about if i pay for you to come down there and i thought at first i thought this person was joking but no they actually paid for my flight to come back which just showed me even more like affirmed me even more that like god wanted me to be there yeah. and that people were willing to be 
you know, obedient to him or like listen to him and help me um, be yeah. where I needed to be. I really, really appreciate that. It was literally my first time being there. This person who did this for me, like, did not know me. Um, I mean, I'm sure they were able to discern me and know my heart or whatever the case yeah. is, but like, they did not have to do that for me. Um, so that was another thing that just showed me like the heart of the people at Nova Hub. And I think I just started coming back here and there. It's hard for me to get there because I live in Massachusetts because of school, which is about like a seven hour drive. And, you know, buying tickets every now and then can kind of be expensive. Yeah. But, um, like, I was there last for Architect. Um, and even though I'm not physically there, I still very much feel like a part of the Noble Health community. community like, yeah. I could, that's my church. Um, at first, I felt like, I guess I wasn't technically a member because I wasn't physically there all the time. But I literally talked to the people there almost, like, on a daily basis. Like, I love the people there. I've developed relationships with the people there. Um, and they also go out their way to make me feel included as well, especially knowing that I'm so far. And that's kind of frustrating to deal with because where I'm currently at, I don't feel like I have that kind of godly community. And I think godly community is so important. Yeah, it's good to have good friends. And I believe people can, who are not um, like in the Lord can be good people, but like it's just a different level when you have friends that are keen to the Holy Spirit and you know can help you flourish in that sense. And you can also pour into them. But yeah, so I love Nova Hub. Um, I'm actually trying to plan to go out there again in July next month. Pray for me, y'all. It all goes well. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Also, um, I graduate next year, and when I graduate, I'm definitely 1,000% moving to Virginia so I can be a part of the church physically. Yeah. Because college is the only thing that's literally keeping me bound. Wow. And that's her testimony. Amen. But you know what's crazy? Like, that's something that's common. Like, you got so many people who find Overhub and literally relocate. Sorry for the crying, baby, y'all. Um, <laughs> you got people that come in Overhub and they encounter it. They encounter God in the church and they literally pick up and leave. Like, mighty God. I mean, he just feels his help. Be still. In the still. name of Jesus, be, be still. Be still and know that he is God. Yes. Um, it's all right, baby. It's all right. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, there's so many people who just pick up their stuff and leave and just come to Nova Hub. And it's like a normal occurrence. And it sounds so crazy to, like, I guess the average person. Like, if someone told me a year ago that I was going to go to a church, um, like, once or twice and then already meet all these people, connect with them, and say I'm going to move there, I would tell you you're crazy. You're crazy. My plan after graduation was ATL or Texas. Yeah, like literally, Virginia is the last place I would want to move. Like Virginia, like it's not a state that you can say like a <laughs> list state. You know, yeah. it's not like a Miami or NYC. Like somewhere people are like, oh, I, I want to go Facts. to Virginia. So the fact that I want to be there, I know it's God because yeah. there ain't no other reason. And in fact, the first time I went to uh, attended the church for a fellowship weekend like I literally got confirmation that I was supposed to be there I literally got confirmation I was supposed to be there but you know being so new to like listening to Holy Spirit or being able to hear or discern him I did not yeah. it took me a while to accept and believe it for myself yeah so and that's I think that's something important many people may say things to you which can very well be true but I think it's a beautiful thing when you develop your relationship with Holy Spirit to a point where you can like now hear and know for yourself that the source is God and mm. not just somebody's flesh or soul. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Spitting all this revelation. I'm weak. 
Mighty you know, God. He know me, man. I mean, it's all Christ, to be honest. And even in the short time of me um, coming, into con- coming into contact with Nova Hub, I feel like I've grown a lot. I'm not nowhere where I need to be. I, I think the growing never stops. Yeah. But I feel like my growth has been, like, spectacular. What you think, Jess? <laughs> no, it's there. Because no. like, Jess knows me. Yeah, it's definitely there. Like, and it's not... And I think when I first met Becky, she never seemed like one that was wild like me or yeah. out like me. I actually you know was pretty just, I was a good kid, you y'all. Like, kid, I was really, just calm. You, My you, attitude was crazy. Yeah, you know, attitude, anger, crazy. Yeah, it was but wild. Relax. I'm just you, telling the truth. You a little too truthful. I'm, I'm like, I'm just saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, it's definitely changed. You know, I, I see God working on her. I see, like, I think, I think you can really tell when somebody is when God is working on somebody when they're just more sensitive you know when they mess up like I notice when you mess up you be like oh Jesus yeah. Jesus that wasn't cool <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's the fact that you're you're thinking about him yeah your 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 mind is stayed on him yeah and now you want your life to be acceptable and like as long as that's continuing and it's raising like, then he'll I, do the work yeah, with me as I long always, as I'm willing yeah I always say like that's that's growth growth isn't perfection it's just the willingness to change I agree it's the willingness to you know, conform to Christ, you know, in every aspect of who you are in your I agree. life. So, yeah. Dang. <laughs> See, like, that this was is, a lot. This is 36 minutes in. That was a lot. Is there more you wanted to talk about? I don't, I'm trying to think. Were we talking about, like, being real and being truthful? Yeah, we have time? Yeah. Okay. It's 7.03. We could, because we got to pick up a friend in a couple minutes. We so, about to go out to yeah. eat. So, we could probably go for maybe, like, we could probably go for maybe about like 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. You want to open up? Yeah. So we were just saying how there is, there's plenty of situations where, you know, you, if you were to say certain things to someone, it would be truthful, but it probably wouldn't be the best. So like I was in a situation recently where I was getting ready to confront someone about something and what I was going to say about them or to them was true, but it would have caused an offense um, and it would have caused like a lot of turmoil. And so like, I began to think about how it's like, oh, well, I don't want to lie or I don't want to sit here and say that everything is good and I don't mm-hmm. care about the situation, but it's like, it would still cause turmoil. And also the Holy Ghost told me to not speak. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if I spoke, I would be disobedient. Right. So I think even then we think sometimes God doesn't honor us when we shut our mouth when he does you know what i mean because mm, shutting your good. shutting that's your good. mouth doesn't mean you're not truthful it just means that you desire to stay quiet and to not say anything that right. you know will stir up something in someone's Somebody soul else, especially right. if you know that they're dealing with offense or anger or frustration you know what i mean about who they are or especially if they're hard-headed or prideful or yeah. arrogant like i just feel like it could cause so much conflict that was unnecessary like how many times have you heard somebody be honest quote unquote and you look at them and you're like that wasn't necessary yeah like you didn't have you didn't have to say i agree like as someone i mean all of us probably experienced church hurt from at some point in our lives but as someone who experienced i'll just use that specific experience um as someone who like went through church hurt um and how it made me bitter um and vengeful and angry like all unchrist like behaviors like i would never want to be responsible for turning someone away from Christ or planting a seed of like anxiety or anger, anguish, all that stuff in somebody. So, yeah. and before I used to be careless about the words that would come out of my mouth, 
um, I don't, a lot of y'all don't know me like you know how I used to be before, yeah. but my mouth could be crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's something God been like convicting me and working with me about like not everything has to be loose or said like Same. to that person. Like if yeah. I want to vent to like my brother, brother Jesse, like oh this person like yeah. pissed me off. I felt this. I'm gonna say this to them. Cool. Like if you need to vent, do what you need to do. Yeah. But I've I've really benefited from not speaking to certain people because I. I don't want I don't want to be responsible for turning someone away from Christ. Like I don't want that kind of blood on my hands. Yeah, I feel like it. Um, I feel like like even a, even another example. Even when you just speak to people who don't know the Lord. Like if I talk to an atheist about Jesus, right? Like I could easily say, "Oh, you're on your way to hell." Mm-hmm. And I mean that's true, but like, is that wise? Right. You know what I mean? And then my thing is, we 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 talk about like being truthful and right, but like. If Jesus, because the Bible says, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But, like, if Jesus did not lead you to say what you said, then there's not really truth in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's factual, but it's not truth. Like, it's like there's a difference. Like, so I could say those type of things to someone and it be factual and accurate, but it's not true because it wasn't given from the heart of Jesus. So it's just using wisdom. I told Becky today when we were in Target, I was like, the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. Mm. Whenever whenever you say things and it's, it comes off harsh, I just don't believe it's led of God. It's different. Right. Or if, that was the way yeah. you were supposed to deliver it. Yeah, like it's different, it's different if people are offended because obviously people were offended by Jesus and Jesus spoke the truth, you know, and it definitely offended plenty of people. But I guess you'll know when you have the Holy Spirit, you'll know when he'll tell you that's not, that wasn't right. me. That was you. Right. You more so wanted to come for right. people's heads rather than to just truly say what I want you to say, you know? You wanted to be prideful or, like, defensive. Yeah. Um, or or act like you're right. Right. I see what you mean. Like, this conversation started because I was telling Jesse about, like, a friendship that I want to exit from because it's not really producing any fruit or mm-hmm. Christ-like fruit in my life. Yeah. And it's just, like, baggage and burning that I don't want to deal with anymore. But this person is also, like, in a very fragile place and if I were to tell them about themselves which you know it would have been facts but this could like really mess up this person yeah. um, and I don't you know I still want to have compassion and like love for this person yeah. I can not be your friend and still love you yeah. um, and I think that's a lot of people think that people don't even realize it's possible um, That's some, you don't have to like everybody I don't like plenty of people yeah. but I'm going to love you and I'm still going to be kind um, yeah. towards you when I'm in my right mind um, but yeah and I think a lot of people are so stuck on oh if you don't say anything um, you're not keeping it real. That's what some of my um, friends that I spoke to about the situation who aren't, like, you know, keen to the Holy Spirit's voice, that's what they were telling me, like, oh, you need to tell her about herself yeah. or it's being fake, da 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 But I was telling um, Jesse, I believe you can be real and quiet. Yeah. Not everything has to be said, you know? So I think that's just something important to state. You can keep your feelings to yourself. Yeah, and express them when it's needed. Right. Express them under the unction of the right. Holy Ghost. And I feel like another thing too, not everybody is entitled to an explanation. Yeah. People like, I don't have to explain anything to you. Yeah. So I think that's another thing to remember too. That's true. That's so true. But y'all, we got to go pick up our friend because we're about to go out to dinner. But this was dope. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed it too. It was, it was dope, right? She's going to be back on here. I'm going to have Becky back on here. But I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Love y'all too. Bye. Have a good one. 
What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.